Hardware. Mac OS, that's not hardware. <laughs> Hi, I'm John Papa, and today I'm with... Christina Warren. And we're gonna talk about five things about developing on a Mac. Thing number one, developing on a Mac. Hardware, what do we need to know? All right, so you can do a couple of things. You can have uh, an iMac, an iMac Pro. There is a Mac Pro, although for anybody watching this in say the middle of 2018, I would advise against getting one because uh, Apple's going to be releasing a new Mac Pro TBD. In so, the fall area maybe? They haven't said, mm -hmm. so, but, but, but we know it's coming. So the, the, the current Mac Pro is, is fairly outdated, so I, I would avoid that. But uh, you can get a MacBook, MacBook Pro, or iMac, or iMac Pro, kind of depending on what you want. I would say for most developers, the MacBook Pro is probably the best choice. Uh, there are some new models that came out in July of 2018 that have either four or six cores, um, so they're very powerful. And yes, they have a, a keyboard that some people don't like. <laughs> But these are very powerful machines. It's going to be good enough to do whether you're doing web development or you're, you're building, you know, uh, Swift um, or uh, Swift apps or Objective C apps. It'll be very powerful and, and very good for development. Thing number two. I like to use my iPad as a second monitor. Can you talk more about how that could help people out too? Yeah, I like to do this as well. So what you can do if you have an iPad, you can basically connect it to your MacBook Pro or your MacBook or your iMac or whatever and use it as a second display. And what's great about this app, there's an app called Duet. And what's nice about it is that it actually physically connects to your Mac. So you use your lightning cable, you plug it in, either USB-C or USB, and it mirrors um, content kind of acts as a second screen. And this can be really beneficial if you're traveling and you need uh, a small second screen that you need to you know, travel with because you can't really, it's not easy to travel with a secondary monitor. Or even if you're just like at home and, and, and you've got your laptop and you're like, okay, but I would like to have a bigger screen. And uh, I, like it. I like this app a lot, I know you do too, because it doesn't have a lot of lag. Because the problem with some of the other like, like Bluetooth solutions is that they're, they're laggy, so right. they're a few seconds behind. And that might not be a big deal in some cases, but especially if you're coding like a web page or something, just having a little bit of uh, you know, lag can really be frustrating. So it's a nice, cheap way, inexpensive way, if you already have an iPad, to have a high resolution monitor yeah. as an extension. Exactly, and what's also great too is if you were to say you're developing something for like iOS, you probably need to have one of those devices anyway to test things on. So you might as well use it as a secondary screen too. Thing number three, writing code on a Mac. There's a product called? VS Code. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so obviously you can use Xcode, which is the official Apple IDE, and that works really well for Objective-C and for Swift and things like that. But if you want a really great code editor, VS Code is not just a text editor, but it's kind of a full suite of things. And uh, I honestly, before I started working at Microsoft, I never thought that I would genuinely be able to say that the best text editor on the Mac by far is made by Microsoft, but it's true. Um, you can get all kinds of extensions for it for any of the languages you, you, you know, write in, whether it's you know, JavaScript or Ruby or, or Python, um, but actually there is a extension for Swift. So in most cases, if you're writing in Swift, it probably makes sense to use Xcode because you're gonna be building your projects, but if you're just editing certain project files and you wanna make it consistent with your other environment, there's actually a Swift extension that you can check out that's maintained that has code completion and even has a built-in debugger. Super, super fast editing, VS Code. VS Code is amazing. Thing number four, how do we do continuous integration and deployment for a Mac on Azure? 
This is very cool. So actually there's something uh, called a Visual Studio App Center and there are different build machines that are actually profiled to work with Mac OS and iOS. And so basically you've got a machine in the cloud that is running whatever version of iOS you need. It's got a, a built-in stack so you can do your CI CD workloads. So if you're building an app, you know, in, using you know, Cordova or Ionic or another kind of mobile development uh, framework, you could actually do all your build stuff and your testing in the cloud, see the errors. You can even do things if you wanted to test to see how it's going to look and perform on various OS versions and various screen sizes and say you don't have all those physical mm -hmm. devices. You might have like, you know, the iPhone 10 and like the iPhone like 6 Plus, but you don't have some of the other iterations. You can do those tests in the cloud too and uh, it's, it's really easy to do. So developing for the web with mobile applications made much easier this way. Definitely. And what, again, like what's great about it is that if your home Mac isn't that powerful, or even if you're on a machine that say you're not using a Mac, but you need to do some, some build deployment stuff, you can do it because it's all in the cloud. And that link for that is? It's right there. Right, it's right, right somewhere. There. Somewhere. <laughs> Thing number five. Sometimes I'm building on a Mac, but that's not where I'm deploying to. So how do we work with that? We containerize all the things. So Docker. Docker. So, so Docker for Mac is actually uh, great because you can download a, a, a Docker image um, or many of them and just deploy them using Docker for Mac. And what's great about this is you can basically make your Mac setup look and act identical to what your server setup is. So because a lot of times you, your, your Mac OS is not really a server OS. Right. You're more than likely going to be deploying on Linux. And so it makes a lot of sense to just make sure that your build environment, your test environment, staging is all the same. And what's also nice about this is say you're using something that doesn't have a native Mac SDK, but you want to use some of those features. Well, then you can just use the Docker um, a container from that, that has that support and then do all of your build stuff. You can still use your you know, VS Code or whatever tools you need to do and, uh, and, and work with it just like you would anything else. And then if you did want to push changes to production, you can make sure you can feel confident that it's basically going to look and act the same. Yeah, and we've got some great links for people to follow on this and how you can use Docker to build and basically mimic what you've been doing in production. Yeah. Christina, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me, John, and uh, happy coding and development, everybody. Thank you, and everybody, this was five things about developing on a Mac.